Hello, and welcome back to Mrs. Mann's Nutrition Podcast. For this week's topic, we'll be talking all about digestion. This is found in Chapter 3 of your textbook. Have you ever heard the saying, you are what you eat? I'm sure you have. And in fact, it's hard to believe it, but it actually is true. Your food that you consume is your body's fuel, much like gas is to a car. Energy is released and nutrients are used to help build, repair, and maintain your body cells. Your body then discards the byproducts as waste. The food you eat becomes part of you. Remember we talked about the six groups of essential nutrients previously in chapter four? Just as a reminder, those six essential nutrients include the carbohydrates, fats, proteins, vitamins, minerals, and water that you consume on a daily basis. Nutrients form from your food are used to build and repair body tissue, regulate all body processes, and provide energy. These nutrients are essential. So now let's look at the process of digestion. How does your body break down the food that you consume to get all six essential nutrients? Digestion is the process by which your body breaks down food and the nutrients within the food into simpler substances that can be used. Digestion occurs through both mechanical and chemical means throughout the digestive system. Mechanical digestion happens as food is crushed and churned, where chemical digestion happens when food is mixed with powerful acids and enzymes. Enzymes are a type of protein produced by cells that cause specific chemical reactions within the body. Digestion begins with the process of mastication, also known as chewing. The teeth, as well as the tongue, work together to move the food and crush it into smaller pieces, preparing the food to be swallowed. Once mastication has begun, the food will enter the GI tract through the mouth. The gastrointestinal tract is a muscular tube leading from the mouth to the anus. This tube is about 25 to 30 feet in length, and each section performs important functions. The esophagus is the next stop in digestion. Food moves from the mouth into the esophagus as you swallow. The esophagus is about 10 inches long and connects the mouth to the stomach. There are two tubes in the throat, the trachea and the esophagus. When when food is swallowed, there's a flap of skin called the epiglottis that closes over the trachea, which is your windpipe or how you breathe, and this helps to prevent choking. Have you ever heard the saying, oh, it went down the wrong pipe or the wrong tube? That's because oftentimes when you're chewing and maybe you're breathing at the same time and somehow there's a mix up in the brain, your food actually enters into the trachea or windpipe rather than the esophagus causing you to choke or cough. Um, A lot of times your body naturally knows how to expel that food product, but sometimes you may have to go to a more rescue procedure like the Heimlich maneuver to help expel that food product if it was lodged and stuck in the trachea. Typically, however, your brain automatically is telling the epiglottis to close over the trachea while you're eating and swallowing food. From the esophagus, the food is going to continue moving through that tube by 
by a series of squeezing actions by the muscles in your throat, in your trachea, I mean, in your esophagus, known as peristalsis. Peristalsis is involuntary and it continues occurring throughout the esophagus as well as the intestines to help mechanically move and churn your food. You don't have to tell your brain every time you're chewing to say squeeze, 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 squeeze to help the food move. It's involuntary, it does it on its own, but it's still mechanically moving that food through your GI system. From the esophagus, food will enter into your stomach. When you eat, your stomach produces gastric juices to prepare for digestion of the oncoming food. So as soon as you begin eating, your brain is already triggered to start producing those um, gastric juices that are found in the stomach so that when the food finally gets to your stomach, it can start breaking it down. Gastric juices contain what we call hydrochloric acid, digestive enzymes, and mucus. This mixture of gastric juices and chewed and swallowed food combine in the stomach to form chyme. Protein digestion will begin in the stomach. The major gastric enzyme that aids in chemically breaking down proteins is known as pepsin. Liquids will typically leave the stomach before solids because they're a little bit easier to digest. And carbohydrates and proteins digest faster than your fat. Fats. Um, fatty foods do stay in the stomach the longest, which end up making you feel fuller longer. Carbohydrates will actually begin their digestion breaking down process in the mouth as you're chewing. From the stomach, the chyme mixture will move into the small intestines. 95% of your digestion occurs within the small intestine. The small intestine is coiled into the abdomen and has three distinct sections, the duodenum, the jejunum, and the ileum. It takes about 5 to 14 hours for food to travel from the mouth through the entirety of the small intestines, of course depending upon what you're eating. The small intestine needs a less acidic environment than the stomach. The pancreas will get involved by secreting a compound known as bicarbonate to help neutralize the hydrochloric acid that has come from the stomach with the partially digested food then, and it creates a less acidic environment in the small intestines. The pancreas also produces digestive enzymes that aid in the chemical digestion that takes place throughout. These enzymes will break down proteins, fats, and carbohydrates into their most basic parts. The liver is also involved in the chemical digestion of the small intestine. It produces what is known as bile. Bile is actually stored in the gallbladder, so your liver can make it ahead of time. And bile is the digestive juice that aids in fat digestion. The small intestine is connected then to the large intestine, or the colon. The large intestine is the next stop on the digestion process, and it measures about three and a half feet in your body, or five to six feet if it were to be stretched out. The main job of the large intestine is to reabsorb water. So your body has broken it, all these food particles down into their most simplest spot, most simplest basic parts, and now there's liquid left over. Your large intestine is reabsorbing that to give your body hydration. The chyme leftover dehydrated product 
It usually stays in your colon for about one to three days before it's eliminated. Water is absorbed through the walls of the colon and your solid waste that result from the digestion process are known as feces or poop. Wastes include things like mucus, bile pigments, fiber, sloughed off cells from the lining of the large intestines, as well as some water content. The end of the large intestine is called the rectum. This is where your feces collect until they are ready to pass from the body through the anus for expulsion. So when do the nutrients get absorbed so your body can use them? After being digested in the small intestine, the nutrients in food are ready for absorption. Absorption is the passage of nutrients from the digestive tract into the circulatory and lymphatic systems. The inside walls of the small intestine are pleated with thousands of folds. These folds are covered with what is called villi. Villi are tiny finger-like projections that coat the lining of the small intestine in a velvet-like texture. Villi help to catch the nutrient particles as they pass through the small intestine, and then they're absorbed and sent to the circulatory or lymphatic systems. Once nutrients are digested and absorbed, the circulatory system takes over. All chemical changes that occur as cells produce energy and materials needed to sustain life are known as your metabolism. Through metabolism, cells convert some nutrients into energy. The body can then take this energy and store it as ATP, or adenosine triphosphate. triphosphate. ATP is the source of immediate energy that's found in muscle tissue that your body will go to first when it needs a boost. Now that we've worked through the process of digestion, absorption of nutrients, and understanding metabolism, we need to discuss some of the digestive disorders or complications that occur within the digestive system. Some you may have heard of and others may be new to you. The first is diarrhea. Diarrhea is defined as the frequent expulsion of watery feces. This is when maybe you've eaten something that's upset your stomach um, or your body is not able to properly absorb and uh, digest the food and it comes through your system a little quicker than it should. Constipation. This is defined as occurring when chyme moves very slowly through the large intestine and creating some buildup or blockages before it is expelled. It may cause discomfort, pain, and bloating. Indigestion is a difficulty in digesting food. Where heartburn is a burning pain in the middle of the chest but has nothing to do with the heart. Sometimes it has to do with the acid the acid levels within your stomach that is pushing back up the opposite way of your esophagus that it should be. Ulcers. An ulcer is an open sore in the lining of the stomach or the small intestine. Ulcers occur over time from eating certain foods or your body's ability to not neutralize the chyme and the hydrochloric acids as they move from the stomach to the small intestine. Gallstones are small crystals that form from bile in the gallbladder. Then we have diverticulosis and diverticulitis. Diverticulosis is a a disorder in which many abnormal pouches form in the intestinal wall. It could be in the small or large intestine. 
diverticulitis is the more severe form of diverticulosis that has progressed. It's a condition when the pouches become inflamed, and oftentimes you maybe have to go on to a special dietary restriction, or there may be surgery that may be needed. This concludes our lecture series on chapter three, the digestion process. If you have any questions or would like to follow up to learn more, please reach out to me and we'll talk about it soon. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.